coolest of good days, cats and kittens, and welcome to another week of Discontent Provider, the podcast wherein a fast-decaying folky, ably assisted by the world's greatest lurcher, attempts to gather together the tangled skeins of dreadfulness and disgust and knit them into something that's not only vaguely coherent, but also something that's a tad easier on the eye than the dreadful jumpers adorned with holly leaves and reindeers bedecked with seizure-inducing LEDs that are regrettably very much with us now in early November and are only going to get even more with us as the days go by, proliferating upon the chests of the seasonally inclined like some ghastly form of acrylic rubella. But now is not the time to become bogged down with the traditional complaints about how it seems to start earlier every year, even though it dashed well does seem to start earlier every year. Instead, let's kick off the week with a huge collective sigh of relief, shall we not? (sighs) And relax. Feels good, eh, what? I've had that on the boil since about tea time on Saturday, but I've been holding it in until I could share it with you, dear podcast pals. Yes, despite the dire predictions of our racier and more racist popular press, there was no apocalyptic scenes in London over Remembrance Weekend, and it would seem that the projected cenotastrophe was averted. Mm-hmm, yeah. Cenotastrophe. Days I've had to work on that, and that's honestly the best I could manage. It looked like an absolute sitter when it occurred to me to do something with it on Friday too. No matter, let's put it on. Indeed, even my own dire predictions, which were, you'll remember, more about the media's playing up any skirmishes into an end-of-day scenario in which the late Mr. Powell's rivers of blood were no more than a freshening stream like the one that burbles merrily through our happy place here than any full-scale riot, uh, seemed to have been a wit OTT. I mean, they did their best, bless them, but beyond some suitably hyperbolic pearls clutching regarding Michael Gove's being heckled and jostled at Victoria Station, it appears that even the most scurrilous red tops and TV renter freakouts uh, realised that most people had seen enough footage from various sources to know that the game was up and that almost nobody was going to buy the idea of bloodthirsty Hamas drones clashing violently with England's finest, by which I don't mean the representatives of the constabulary, who rather disappointed many observers by slapping the cups on 82 of England's finest, or England's finest, I should say, for either attempting to protect the cenotaph by breaking through their cordon, or getting involved in some sort of unseemliness in Chinatown, where perhaps they were attempting to protect the cenotaph using psychic powers from a distance. Even Mr Gove's walk on the wild side, one eerily similar, some suggest, to one he took through an anti-lockdown rally a couple of years ago, didn't occasion all that much outrage. Most people are aware by now that the area was bristling with old Bill and that there was very little chance of the chap having so much as a single hair on his Mekon-like exophthalmic and fish-lipped head being tousled out of place. All in all, then, the pro-ceasefire march passed off largely peacefully and stuck to its avowed intent not to go near the monument to the fallen. True... And unconscionably, there were apparently some anti-Semitic chanting and banners, and uh, what the Met called a breakaway group of some 150 firework-lobbing fuckstumps who did kick off, 
But considering the size of the demo, a lot of numbers have been bandied about, ranging from 300,000 at the most conservative to around a million from the more optimistic participants, I'd hardly say that it represented an unstoppable terror quake of beard-chewing Tehran-funded Islamist rage. Certainly, those of all ages and ethnic backgrounds, including several thousand British Jews, didn't seem to think so anyway. Not a bad result, I think it's fair to say. At least, not a bad result for the likes of us. For those chappies who did attempt to storm the cenotaph to give it a fucking good protecting, I suppose it was a bit of a bummer, particularly those really hardcore patriots who had decided to contribute to the solemnity of the occasion by dressing up as crusaders. What is it with Little Englanders' fascination with those lads, eh? For my own part, I can't think of anything quintessentially English about a pan-European army acting under the auspices of an unelected foreign theocratic dictator who lived in mainland Europe, but perhaps their understanding uh, of history is better than mine. And anyway, fancy dress is always a lark, is it not? Rough and jagged though Saturday turned out for them, however, their experience was like unto lying on clouds and being massaged by velvet mermaids compared to how it all pound out for our dear and still eerily alluring Suella Braverman. The scourge of the homeless is out of the home office and has been replaced by James Cleverly. As to the wisdom of that prime ministerial decision, I dare not speak. Might I be quite candid with you cats and kittens? I cannot stand that bloke, so my usual measured response and strict adherence to actualities may well be compromised. I I don't even know what it is. I know nothing of his politics beyond the obvious, and uh, I've only ever seen him talking a handful of times. To the best of my knowledge, there's nothing terribly egregious about him, but there it is. The second I see him, I begin to seethe, my shit starts itching, and my piss is insta-boiled to noxious steam totally irrational and inexplicable. I used to be driven similarly berserk by the soccer pundit Bob Wilson, though I'm given to understand that he was a very nice man. Well, doubtless the solution to the mystery will reveal itself over time, so I'll keep anyone interested in the darker depths of the foxy psyche posted as we go. Mind you, it's entirely conceivable that we may not have that much time to fully get to know and appreciate the uh, wealth of wonders and wisdom represented by Mr. Cleverly and his fellow shufflees. Already there is talk of revolt among the more right-wing Tories following Ms. Braverman's sacking. And she herself has said that she will, quote, have more to say in due course, unquote. An innocuous enough phrase in the normal run of things, but from her... It is as sinister and as pregnant with malignant ill-tidings as the trademark sign-off of racist Pulp Fiction villain Dr. Fu Manchu. The world shall hear from me again. The world, or at least that portion of it that has the wit and discernment to subscribe to this podcast, as I'm sure you all do, will hear from Arkham and myself again on Wednesday. Until then, keep watching the lies and uh, let's send the newly resigned Environment Secretary, Therese Coffey, off with three rousing cheers, shall we? Either that or an equally rousing and sincere, go fuck yourself. I'll leave the details to you, podcast pals, and while you wrestle with that decision, we'll say cheerio.